Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Paul Cronin. Paul, are you ready to do this? I am. Thank you for asking me to be here today. Excellent. Let's do this. Paul is the What's What's Next guy. He is a partner and the director of business development for the Successful Transition Planning Institute, an organization that helps baby boomers answer two questions. Who am I and what do I want to do with the next stage of my life? I'm excited to have you on Paul, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Uh, sure. Uh, personal perspective, married 30 years this year. just makes me feel really old. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> thank you. A uh, couple of grown daughters, they're uh, out of the nest, so we stopped paying college tuition, which is phenomenal almost as good as being married 30 years um what else uh, i enjoy golfing i'm not particularly good and at the moment i'm uh, down in my home on cape cod enjoying the last weekend of the summer excellent well that is all really really good stuff right there so well paul the question is or the question of who am i that's sort of a almost a big existential question. Um, but when people get to that age, shouldn't they already know? Well, it's a great question uh, to ask, uh, both in and of itself and what you're saying is uh, typically what happens over the course of one's life is we, you know, events happen, you know, major transition points happen. Um, it could be you're, you know, get married or your marriage ends for death or divorce or, you know, the children are leaving the house in an empty nest, uh, or you've owned a business for a long time, and then it's time to move on from that business. Or in some cases, simply you reach a point where you think you should be doing something else with your life, with your career, or perhaps retiring. And all of those transition points uh, inevitably trigger an existential question, which is, you know, simply, you know, who am I now? And in a lot of ways that I like to say is m most of us spend our time um, going through life, we do all our things, you know, that we're supposed to do as I was sort of ticking off the boxes of things I've done over the last 30 years of marriage. And then you say, well, what now? Right. I've, I've had all this success. I've checked off all these boxes. What do I do? And that, that, and that, what do I do? You dig a little deeper and it's like, how do I create the new version of me? In other words, who am I now? I got it. And that's obviously and absolutely the truth is different stages of our lives uh, do, I don't want to say require, but I think it's always a, a really important thing to do introspection and, and to take inventory and stock. And certainly the demographic you're talking about is if we're going to stop actually working whatever we've really done for our full-time career, that's that's a huge huge question and I imagine a pretty challenging one to, to ask oneself. So how do you counsel people to, to, to have that internal conversation or who do they talk to about it? Sure. Um, well, we definitely encourage people to you know, read articles, read blogs. Um, there's a lot of stuff, particularly for the boomer group 
you know, we're pretty self-indulgent, so we spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves and talking <laughs> about ourselves. Um, but uh, all getting aside, um, you know, there's stuff on our website. Um, there's a lot of other things out there. But, you know, a great book that I really encourage everyone to think about reading uh, is called is simply called Transitions. Um, and it was written many years ago by uh, Dr. William Bridges. And uh, he really, uh, if you will, sort of founded some principles about what people experience when they're going through a major transition. And, you know, I'll do it not as well as he could, but very simply, there's, there's three parts. There's the ending, there's the beginning, and in between the two is the transition zone. Um, and it's this transition zone where, for example, you know, I've checked off all the boxes, now what do I do with my life? Um, that people can get lost, people can make mistakes, people can make choices they later regret. Um, and so in the work that my partner, who is Jack Beauregard, has done, you know, he takes a look at this transition zone and he says, you know, this is a period for self-reflection. This is a period for introspection. And it's also a time when you can reach out to others and whether you're reaching out to, you know, trained professionals like myself or a psychologist or, you know, some other kind of coach, the, the goal is really, you know, not so much to, I need somebody to give me the answers, but in a lot of ways, I need somebody to ask me the right questions, you know, to give me the right tools and processes so that I can come to a better place and really experience, you know, what, what I sort of call a process of you know, consciously envisioning in creating your new life. I think that that, I certainly appreciate that. And whenever we're faced with a big change or any big changes, I think that there's probably a little bit of procrastination that goes on because we don't want to make a bad decision. We don't want to hurry up. And there's so many emotions that kind of go into it. And I was just thinking about from a personal financial standpoint, making decisions like how to take a pension or how to take social security and how much people struggle with that and and they're fearful yeah. about making a bad decision so i mean the the emotions that must be such a huge thing so yeah i, I mean it, as a as a lawyer once so told me and he's a business transaction lawyer this is paul i don't care what it is virtually every decision is emotional <laughs> right, right. You know, and it, it's those are the things that drive, uh, you know, anybody in any kind of even you know, business transaction, financial transaction, which drives people crazy. You know, um, you know, you talk to a, a real estate broker, they'll tell you it's often not the price of the house that, that can kill deals between a buyer and a seller. It's when somebody has a perceived value of something, you know, the, uh, the cupola on top, you know, that, you know, or the, I can't think of the word, but you know, the, the, the wind chime on top, that's got to be part of the house, you know, and they'll, they'll throw away an $800,000 house, so to speak, not buy it or, or not sell it because of the, you know, the wind chime right. <laughs> you know? right. and it has nothing to do with the wind chime. It's somebody either can't let go of this house or they can't will themselves to buy it. Right. And, and the house is just a metaphor. I mean, you can fill in the blank, a business of this or that same same sort of processes that trip people up continually and those are really just placeholders for my god what am i supposed to do mm -hmm. i mean a great quick story from a real estate agent told me one time is it was, it was a woman who 
was rebuilding. Uh, she and her husband were, uh, you know, redoing an entire house and you know getting it all ready, and this and that all. And she kept coming up with like new ideas. Oh no, you know we can't. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready yet. We have to keep. Should have kept the project going and kept the project going. And ultimately, what really was the issue is it wasn't the house that was the issue. It was the marriage. And as long as he had the project, the house continuing to going, hmm. that's something they could like work on together. And when the house was ultimately completed, she was like, I don't want to be married to this guy anymore. <laughs> Incredible, huh? Yeah. True story. Well, I, and, and I don't doubt that for a second. I think <laughs> I don't want to call that a distraction, but probably, probably a distraction that just kept her mind on, on something other than the real problems in the relationship. So, well, oh, and I, I'm not blaming her. I'm, you know, no, it, it takes two not. to tango. Oh, you for know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. I think, well, I have to imagine that this transition zone, it's, it's moving into the unknown and it's like, how do you eat an elephant? Well, you take one bite at a time. So where do you start? Yeah. Well, uh, as I say, I, I, for, for most folks, you know, they're sort of facing this, uh, a lot of folks, they start, I say it's a major you know, transition, say retirement, you know, I'll go talk to a financial advisor and there, and the, there's a lot of questions they'll ask, but fundamentally what they're asking a financial advisor, am I going to be okay? And generally speaking, the financial advisor is going to say, well, based on the information you told me, yes or no, right? I mean, that's, that's it. But the problem with based on the information is a lot of people don't necessarily haven't really explored, like, what, what do I really want? So one of the things we ask people to think about is if you can imagine um, a pie with 10 slices. And those 10 slices uh, are aspects of one's life. And we have a picture of this on our website, the, the Platinum Years. And... Each slice, for example, it would include how you experience, one slice might be how you experience spirituality. Another would be what activities do you have with your spice, spouse or life partner or you know, closest friends? What activities do you do with your family? Uh, what activities do you do to produce income? What activities do you do to um, volunteer or philanthropic? How do you keep yourself intellectually engaged? How do you keep yourself physically healthy? You know, we're going to be, most of us going to be living well into our 80s or 90s in some cases. So it's an opportunity, hopefully, if you, if you will, an obligation to keep yourself as healthy as you can for as long as you can, because that should make your life more enjoyable and more worthwhile. And so as you look at each of these, and those aren't all of them, but, you know, if you look at these 10 slices, most people look at them as distinct entities. And the reason we use sort of the pie or the circle is a way of, of physically looking at all of these aspects and how they're interconnected, all right? And in that way, you take a look at this you know, amorphous thing, like, you know, what does my life look like? And you write it down and you start thinking about, you know, if I'm gonna keep myself physically healthy, you know, how can I do that and also volunteer? You know, if I'm going to experience a deeper sense of spirituality, how does that impact how I keep myself intellectually engaged? And so on and so forth. And what we find is it's a way of um, taking, you know, the most ephemeral thing and making it very physical, you know, tangible, if you will. And um, that, that sort of graphic, and I'd be happy to share that with you, uh, at some point, or your listeners, I'm not quite sure how I would send that to you, but uh, it is on the website. 
but the the idea is uh you know this is a way for you to to create a purposeful life we call it a framework for purposeful living i think that that's great i i can see some people um well i just take my mom for example she was a school teacher for her entire career and retired at i think the age of 67 so she spent man you know 40 45 years maybe even 50 years doing the same thing every single day and if she hadn't had these conversations about what to do and how to fill my time up i could see somebody just sitting on their butt in front of the tv and and and, and kind of doing nothing but when you do break it into these different sections or compartments or pieces of the pie then it becomes oh i don't even know how i'm going to squeeze all this in so i i think that that's very valuable well so that's step one i should say so 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 step one is sort of getting that big picture but then the question is now that you sort of laid out like what do i what do i need to do the thing is you know how do i make a decision you know so for example uh where are you going to live right it's a pretty important question uh, right. Many people and my wife and I just went through this, you know, we had sort of the big house in the suburbs. We wanted to move into the city. We ended up sort of compromised living just outside the city, but in a much smaller home, um, you know, just for all the reasons one might do that. And that same process is what people need to, to think about, you know, and, and sort of a, a quick formula. Uh, I did a podcast, but the formula I like to use if you're trying to make sort of critical decisions, there's 25 six, two, one. All right. So 25 ideas, let's say what am, 25 ideas to keep myself physically healthy out of those 20 and anything's good brainstorm or anything that's good, write it down. Choose six that are more likely than not that you could actually do. Uh, you know, hang gliding is interesting, a little more dangerous at 57. Right. right? So, <laughs> but um, at any rate, out of those six, you start, you know, thinking about what are some upsides of each option, as we call them, and what are three downsides, right? Because there's upsides and downsides to everything. If you don't believe me, think about sunshine. There's a lot of upsides to sunshine. There's some downsides to sunshine. Too much sunshine. Very no true. One else. <laughs> All right. So as you go through that process, here's six different uh, options invariably two of those options really will resonate with you and say, you know, those are two I can, I can see myself doing these two or one of these two. And then we ask you to do scenario planning. All right. And say, when I'm doing this, where am I doing it? Who am I doing it with? It's kind of like telling your story of, in this case, how I'm going to keep myself physically healthy on a regular basis. And then, so that's one scenario, scenario A. And then scenario B could be, you know, some other process. You know, one might be, I don't know, kayaking. The other might be yoga. All right. Terrific. I know well, we don't want to pass judgment on one versus the other. But, you know, where am I doing it? Who am I doing with when I sort of seeing, feeling, what have you? And then when you have sort of scenario A and scenario B in your head, and you can kind of hold the tension between the two. Ultimately, one of those will seem like the most logical, the most resonant and so that's the one you know that you would choose in our little framework. Okay, so that's going to be my primary way I'm going to keep myself physically healthy. And you can do the same thing with work, and the same thing with spirituality, and the same thing with where you're going to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I love that. That really helps to to organize things and gives you a nice process to 
to start with huge ideas and brainstorming and it's bull riding and it's it's mountain climbing and and it's and it's yoga <laughs> and maybe a little bit of painting and then we we kind of whittle that down so i think that's 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 very Absolutely. actionable and, and and practical so right nice okay <clears throat> and from there um, well, once you've got that framework set up, you've got a greater sense of, you know, how you're going to do this. You then need to take the tactical plan. So let's take, you know, uh, we need, we need to move. We're going to, going to move to a new home. Okay. So we've decided, you know, and the decision is we're going to downsize. We're going to move closer to the city. I'm just going to use sort of my own live fire exercise here. Right. Okay. So the tactical plans are, well, let's see, we better start cleaning up the place we have. Right, because we, we're going to be going to a smaller house, which means you got to get rid of stuff. So that's that. And do you bring somebody in? Do you do your own? You're selling it. You know what I mean? And then step by step and say, where should we go? Should we contact realtors? Should we contact multiple realtors? Should we, you know, be going to open houses? Uh, should we talk to a mortgage uh, broker, what have you, to look at the numbers, etc.? Do we move, you know, finances around? Do we need to sell some stocks to generate some cash? And all of those are tactical plans. And so when you have a framework and then you focus on a specific idea and you created, this is the scenario I want to do. Now I have tactical plans with timelines to complete them. You've essentially done project management for your life. Now, of course, if you said project management for your life to a group of people, is this what you want to do? Everyone's going to run out the door, right? Right, right. <laughs> so instead it's like, hey, how, how would you like to create a more purposeful future? How would you like to consciously create the future that you want? All right, the future that you've always wanted to do. That's a lot more enticing. Yeah, I totally agree. And I see immense value in this. So um, how how does somebody engage with you? How how can they get access to this process? Sure. The best, the, what I suggest everyone do first is go to our website, theplatinumyears.com, and just start reading. We have oodles of blogs and links and podcasts and videos. We've been interviewed. As soon as this is done, hopefully we'll update the, that, up, upload that to our website as well. Um, there are uh, little white papers and such that you can download. Uh, some of them are right from the homepage. And then, of course, you can also go to um, our programs and take a look at those. So we have two programs for um, what we call self-directed learning. Uh, one is for business owners, which is called What's Next Self-Assessment, and the other is for it's called Exploring Your Life, Shaping Your Future, which is kind of for the rest of us, not the business owners. Um, and either one of those are available. They're very inexpensive, and it's a process of, of breaking some of this stuff down. Uh, you get a book, a guidebook, and all sorts of other great stuff. Um, and so, uh, you know, if, if people can't figure that out, obviously, they can just reach out to me, Paul, at theplatinumeters.com. But that's a great uh, sort of simple step to get started. And then for people who engage with that, you know, they're sort of, okay, this is, this is real now. I've got to do that. We have a whole series of uh, workshops and uh, private uh, coaching programs and stuff that people can take advantage of, you know, when they think it's appropriate. Uh, the, other, the other two other books I would suggest is if they're a business owner, I would suggest to take a look at uh, the book called Finding Your New Owner which is written by my partner, Jack Beauregard. In his other book, which is for the rest of us, the non-business owners, um, that's called uh, Seven Principles for Living with Authenticity. So they're both available on Amazon. Um, one of them is on Audible. Finding an owner is on Audible. I narrated that one. 
Um, and there's even chapter one of, I think, both of those books available to download on the website, our website. Excuse me. Well, that's excellent. Okay. Very, very, very valuable information, sir. <clears throat> well, Paul, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So uh, what I would say is for someone who wants a, a, a free sample of either of those things, send me an email, paul, paul at theplatinumnews.com. I can get you those uh, programs for free. But the biggest tip that I would really offer um, is to spend some, invest some time in doing self-reflection before any time before you make a big decision. And one of the best things to do is like, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do next is use that formula, 25-6-2-1. When you do brainstorming, create options, do scenario planning, inevitably you're going to end up with a much more robust made decision and have far fewer regrets. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So thank you for that. And Paul, thank you so much for all of your insights and for coming on. I know that you mentioned the website, but tell us again where Savage Nation can learn more about you. Sure. Please visit theplatinumyears.com and feel free to reach out to me. My email is paul at theplatinumyears.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Paul your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go check out the website, send him an email, and engage with him because this is a lot of great information. Thank you again, Paul. Thank you. It's been my great pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!